We are Connor and Luke here talking about leaving our comfort zones and opening up to people. Connor and I had a great conversation with our friend and classmate, Dr. Kurt Steele-Sprankle today about his perspective on the themes that we just were talking about. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we had a great conversation with him about what it really means to step out of your comfort zone and how it can really just positively impact your life. today we have dr kurt steel sprankle um and we were just wondering if you could tell us about an experience or event that kind of forced you to go out of your comfort zone yeah uh one of the most notable ones in my life i would say is uh working at uh, flip the bird which doesn't sound like it's too much out of uh, your bubble but when you're kind of a shy person and you're next to these kind of just very bombastic people that expect a lot from you they kind of force the best out of you out of that situation force you to you know step up to the challenge and uh make sure at the end of the day everything gets done yeah so yeah how do you think that uh that uh positively impacted your your life here i would say it uh it kind of made me used to the pressure got me a lot more in the mindset of you know there there are things to be done so just get it done there are people that rely on you uh, especially like in my situation to get to get a product out to people and i'd say it just you know it made me more tough made me faster and gave me a much more like a better perspective on mm-hmm. yeah general. all right well that was a great uh real life example so i just want to thank uh dr kurt steel sprankle for coming on and giving us his time for this kind of short interview but we appreciate it over here um and have a good day kurt all right thank yep. you for thank you so much Uh, a very interesting uh, interview we just had there with uh, Dr. Kurt Sprinkle. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, I was just wondering if uh, I could go over here with a, a few quotes from a novel, The Hate You Give, just because I feel like they really kind of relate to this topic we have here. Um, so this first uh, this first quote here, this is from uh, this is from about page one hundred three. Mm-hmm. It says, "We just want the whole picture, Mrs. Carter. That's all." 115 killed him, I say, and he wasn't doing anything wrong. How much bigger of a picture do you need? Because I kind of see that as, uh, throughout the book, that's kind of the first time that Star really opens up. Um, opens up about Khalil's murder, and then this is when she's talking to two cops, and I just thought that was really interesting uh, how she's, like, that is the first time she really stands up for Khalil at all. Uh, do you have any, like, anything you want to say about that one? Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's like, I feel like that's a really uh, big part of stepping out of her comfort zone because like she was kind of like mm-hmm. secret about it, and then a different scene which kind of connects to that. Um, when I believe uh, Miss uh, Ofray approaches her at the funeral and is like, mm-hmm. "Hey, like, do you want to like speak up? Like, we'll try to like you like be able to tell your whole side of the story." And she's like, she says like to herself, "Like, I don't think I'll ever be ready." So like, she's like this is a big kind of step for her, like, talking about, like, what happened. Because before, like, yeah, yeah. wanted to stay in her comfort zone and not, like, speak out. Yeah, she's kind of opening up. 
And on that same note, there's uh, just a few pages later on page 112, she's talking to her friend Haley. Um, well, after game of basketball they played, because and Haley made a, a comment about fried chicken. And normally, uh, like in the past, Star would just completely just ignore stuff like that. But this time, uh, she's been kind of opening up and she's been like trying to really show Haley who she is. So I just want to read this quote out. It's uh, I look at her. You made a fried chicken comment to the only black girl in the room. What do you think? That's on page 112 there. Um, I think that, that one's really important. I think it's one of like kind of more subtle notes there is when she says she looks Haley right in the eye. Um, I thought that was interesting because that's uh, it shows that like she's very direct with what she's saying and almost like she's not afraid to say it. Whereas in the past, uh, Star definitely would have been a lot more afraid to speak up to Haley like that. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you, but um, I feel like with that scene, it's also very important because, mm-hmm. let me just look at my other quote right here that I'm going to bring up. Um, yeah, this is like like the beginning of like her kind of um, transformation like into like not like following like her like social constructs of like, if she's at Williamson, she has to like talk this way to uh, her friends and she's at Garden Heights and she talk a certain way. And kind of like to mm-hmm. bridge off of that quote to my other quote on page 183. Um, they were, this was when, uh, for the setting, this was when the in-school protest was about to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, like uh, Star was very upset because, like, they were using uh, her, like, her best friend's death, Khalil, just to get out of his class. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's, this is the quote. He got killed even though he wasn't doing shit. So it's cool he got killed, but I thought you were protesting it. All my Williamson rules go out the door and start from Garden Heights shows up. That's from page one mm-hmm. again. And it just kind of like, it shows her finally breaking through the mold and like not allowing like her code switches and like stuff like that to affect her, like her feelings and what she says. And she's just like mm-hmm. with reels about like how she felt like in the steps out of her comfort zone and just like says what she's feeling instead of trying to hide in order to be accepted sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's actually a, a really good point there. Uh, she's very much, again, opening up and stepping out of the comfort zone. And you can kind of see how it's it, it's very definitely positively impacting her a lot, where she's like she feels more confident and she feels like she can actually like show who she is, like from her switching from Williamson back to kind of Garden Heights or who she like actually is as a person. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I got a uh, another quote here that I think would be kind of interesting on page 302. Mm-hmm. Um, this is her boyfriend, Chris. Uh, her Chris, is always, Chris has always kind of supported her. I don't feel like Chris has ever been on her necessarily her bad side, aside from one part in the book, but that isn't, like, super... Uh, that's, like, from Doesn't... outside reasons, not... What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's... Uh, this quote is actually really interesting, where it's... Um, on page 302 she says you treated me normal you were my normal I'm an absolute mess right now and Chris takes uh, takes my hand and pulls me onto his lap so I'm straddling him I bury my face in his shoulder and I cry like a big ass baby that's on page 302 um, I think this is important because this like scene that is happening here is um, the first time that she's really opening up to Chris and because uh, she because Chris she always has like told Chris that she's been uh, open with him when in fact it's actually not really true. Chris has been um, 
she's been like uh, she's been uh, holding back from Chris just like she was everybody else at Williamson yeah and it's kind of important for her to open up to someone who's like so crucial in her life and so important to her and I, don't know, I just thought that was an interesting point made in the book yeah I mean for sure I think I I feel like the character of Chris is like mm-hmm. um, kind of like the bridge between the two worlds because he's really the mm-hmm. only one from Williamson who then interacts with uh, the people from Garden Heights so it's kind of like once he understands like Star's like actual truth and not like what she's been kind of like hiding from him I feel like mm-hmm. connect a lot more uh, with the is like her family in Garden Heights and her friends and stuff like that and was able like, to bridge the gap between the two worlds and mm-hmm. like his character is really important so that was like a really crucial scene I feel like mm-hmm. and then I have one last quote on page 287 when uh, yeah. during the interview with uh, Star and like like the national interview that's like broadcasted um, yeah and this is what it says it says but then I look at the camera suddenly aware that millions of people will watch this in a few days King may be one of them although his threat is loud in my head it's not nearly as loud as what Kenya said that day in the store Khalil would defend me so I should defend him so I gear up to throw a punch um this quote is like I feel like it's pretty major because this is like the biggest step out of her comfort zone I feel like because um mm-hmm. her and her uh, Garden Heights friend who kind of like disconnected um Kenya were like disconnecting because like Kenya was super like upset with Star because it's like you're really not saying anything about Khalil sort of and like if Khalil was alive and you were dead she, like the roles were reversed like he would be out there every day like trying to get like justice for you like but you're too scared to say anything so like yeah she even like star pretty much puts herself in danger against king because he uh he had made threats about her snitching in the in the uh, interview and like mm-hmm. she put sticks her neck out um for khalil and like to just to make sure his story is like told correctly and it's like she's already normally silent but now she's on national television although she like her like yeah muffled but like the people who know her will like know it's her so yeah it's like a really like important scene i feel like yeah I, I 100% agree with you. I think that this is a very defining point in uh, her story throughout the book and really kind of shows how, like, she, I don't know, how she's, like, been positively impacted by stepping out of her comfort zone and, like, really fighting for what she believes in. And now, like, this is the outcome of that. She is perfectly willing to defend Khalil, even though he's not there, and, like, defend what she knows is right. So I think that's a really positive change for her. And, you know, I think that's you know, good place for uh, her to end the book at. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's all of our quotes, I think. Unless you mm-hmm. anything else. I think now we should go into our, our call to action. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with that. All right. Okay. So after those... Uh, examples from both in real life provided from Kurt and uh, within our novel, The Hate You Give, we really urge the the listener here to take a call to action and like do something that uh, brings you outside of your comfort zone because there's obviously positive effects that follows that. And yeah, so- I think I think most of them, after we kind of discovered today, I think almost entirely, I think if you just step out of your comfort zone, uh, is mostly just positive impacts. So. I mean, yeah, exactly. With Kurt, we learned that um, 
from being a shy kid, it, like the work environment really pushed him out of his uh, comfort zone and uh, let him grow as a person, become uh, better with like talking to more people and like getting things mm-hmm. done faster and having yeah. ability. And then within the book, we uh, we see that with Star, uh, really like before like holding herself back, but now she's like at the end because of pushing herself out of her comfort zone, she becomes more, she understands her identity. Um, mm-hmm. And she's closer with those that before she pushed away. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, I just want to thank everybody for coming to our, uh, and coming and tuning into our podcast here. Uh, I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And uh, I just want you guys to remember to turn your swag on. All right, thank you so much. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Luke O'Donnell, a senior at Hamilton Regional High School, and today I am having a discussion with Grant Landon, another senior at Hamilton Wenham, and we're going to discuss a moment in which he felt proud of something that he accomplished, and we go more in detail about what makes someone feel proud about something, and kind of the journey of his story, and also the common theme of what makes people feel proud about something they accomplished. What a great discussion with Grant. In conclusion, um, we learned that in something that makes you proud isn't exactly the accomplishment that uh, gives you that feeling, but more so the journey that it took to get there and the trials and tribulations you have to go through to make that accomplishment happen is what makes you feel proud about that. I think that's something everyone can kind of take away from this and it's an important lesson whenever you're trying to accomplish something not to give up because moments when you're down are really going to shine through when you get finally achieve your goal.